the late 80s, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the podcast Pat Trek. My continuing mission to introduce my friend Patrick to the best show that ever ran on television and to boldly go where millions of white guys with glasses have gone before. Hello and welcome to Pat Trek. This is the show where my friend Pat O'Rourke introduces me, Patrick Winnegar, to Star Trek The Next Generation, a show that I have never seen. And I have seen a ton of times. And Patrick, when was the last time you were really thirsty? Uh, I don't know. Uh, pretty much any time at my, I'm at my desk and I, I, what? I've been working for a long time. and I, I At need your to go desk? Yeah, There's water literally everywhere. Yeah. I've been to your office. Right. How are you thirsty? I don't know. I just, I, I feel a little thirsty. You've never I, been like at Walt Disney World for too long and couldn't get yourself a fresh lemonade. That's when I've been. No, that thirsty. sounds awful. Yeah, it was no. terrible. And then Trapped I wanted to get. in the hot get, sun? Yeah. I had to wear a funny hat. Oh, no. No one makes me do that at work. the back of my neck. No, I'm just talking about just, you know, I'm feeling a little parched. I want to I go get a little drink of water. That's what I'm talking about. Speaking of a little drink of water, we have two very special guests with us today. Aram, what's up, man? Hey, Pat. How's it going? It's going great. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. Do you remember the last episode you were on? I do remember being here. Oh, wait. No, I remember now because there was the asteroid that the ship hid behind, and we all mocked that for like 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. That was a bad episode. Yeah. You yeah, were on a bad one. It was the perfect example of why Starfleet security is wholly incompetent. Uh, that's, you're going to have to narrow that down because I don't remember what episode that was. It's, it's about half of them. And Carlos, welcome back as well. Hey, what's going on? It has been forever. Ever since you've done this show. Yeah, I can't remember the last episode. Uh, was it season one, though? You were uh, in the bad times. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't call them the bad times. No, they were the bad times. They were, they were working, working on some bad. kinks. They were working on some kinks. Yeah, do you remember the episode? Um, I remember coming up with a better plot line for the entire thing. But <laughs> I, I can't was it Skin of Evil? Were you on Skin of Evil? When Tasha Yar died? Was that you? Were you no, there? No, I wasn't there for that oh, okay. one. Today, though, we're talking about Final Mission. I love this episode. It's all right. Is it just me? Oh, yeah, no. I'm um, sorry. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. I don't know about fantastic. It's not I. It's not bad. What are you talking about? It's not bad. That's it's not fantastic. So good. It's, it's not a reason. bad episode. It's not a bad episode. Just, I don't like where I this disagree. is going. It's a terrible episode. No, shut oh up. Oh, my God. On. The episode structure is awful. The story is atrocious. The only reason why you like it Whoa. is because Picard is so good. Yep. And it gives Picard chances to shine. But the whole setup, the whole episode, all the logic is terrible throughout the entire episode. Well, we'll get into that. But first, a fun fact. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what, what's that? <laughs> uh, this whole episode was written so Will Wheaton could have a good goodbye to Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, this does he his, never show up again? No, he comes back. Oh, But this God is his it. last episode as a regular cast member. Oh. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty so interesting. After this, he's a guest star. Yeah, because, you know, he's, what, like 18 years old? Yeah, something He's like got to go on and continue his career. He's what did he do? Stand By Me Part 2. <laughs> was he in that? No. Oh, I, I just made yeah, that one stand what, by me part two. What did he end up doing after this besides being annoying on Twitter? Wait, oh, uh, what? You don't like him on Twitter? I don't know. I, I never followed him. He's in uh, that him. tabletop show. Yeah, he has his own. He's like a big deal in like the tabletop community, right? Oh, well, yeah. The reason it. I know what Fiasco is is because of him. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry, Will Wheaton, if you ever happen to listen to this. Oh, Big uh, Bang Theory. He's on that. Oh, is that good or bad? But he plays himself. Big Bang Theory is a terrible show. But I don't know about it is terrible. one of the most terrible. watched shows. Wait a minute. You like Big Bang Theory? Come I'm on. not going to go and that you're far. Gonna, you're going to talk shit about I'm not, this episode? I'm not going to go that far as saying I like it. But if I had to choose between this episode and a Will Wheaton episode of Big Bang Theory, I'd have to go Big Bang Theory. No, shut up. This number was not one. a great episode. Number one. Shorter. Yeah, that is true. It's like 20 minutes long. It is like 20 minutes long. I hate that. 
I hate that too. <laughs> I hate this episode and I still hate that. <laughs> How can you hate? Okay. Well, this came out on November 19th, 1990. So for Patrick's log, there wasn't a ton of stuff happening that day, but what I did find was a pop music, pop music review of a Bruce Springsteen concert. Oh, sweet. And Whoa. I love Bruce Springsteen. The boss. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. Uh, no Will Wheaton, but I'll listen. <laughs> He's no Will Wheaton. And the title is, <laughs> Killing Him Softly with His Songs, an emotional set answered the questions that were hanging in the air as Bruce Springsteen stepped to the microphone. Had he changed? Was one of Rock's most absorbing chapters at an end? Uh, it says, That's amazing. After a two-year absence from concerts for Springsteen, Friday's acoustic benefit performance at the Shrine Auditorium was time for the man who reintroduced the concepts of integrity and hero to the rock and roll of the 70s and his fans to see if they still applied in the 90s. And it was like, all right, so he had made Tunnel of Love, I think, in 87. I don't like Tunnel of Love. Not a huge fan. Uh, And he had tried to do this whole, like, I'm hip for the 80s now. I'm wearing suits. And it sucked. And he tried he, to be Huey Lewis in the news. He tried to be Huey yeah. Lewis in the news, and he disappeared. And he came back and tried to do this acoustic thing, and then he released Human Touch, which kind of sucked. All right, I love Bruce Springsteen. But you know all of his albums. You do yeah, I do. I love Bruce Springsteen. Bruce Springsteen in the eighties and the nineties sucked. Yep. Early like 80s, David Bowie. In early eighties ruled because he was yelling about Reagan, and then at a certain point, he just kind of dropped off. And it wasn't until all right. This is going to sound terrible. 9-11 was the best thing to ever happen. Well, he had that true. That's completely true. It's completely true. You are a horrible person. 9-11 saved Bruce Springsteen's (laughs) career. 100%. The Rising was the only good album he had from like 1982 until 2001. I don't like this at all. Uh, it's true, but like just hearing that, just hearing that review is Bruce Springsteen dead, and that was written in 1990. Yeah, so like 27 years he ago, he was like he's still he kicking was, ass today. You yeah. know what I mean? Like 20. All right, yeah, exactly. So The Rising came out, and then like a whole bunch of great albums. I just love the idea that like someone can think that you're washed up. And then fast forward 27 years later, you could play like the Super Bowl and fucking kick yeah. ass. You Wrecking I mean? Ball is one of the best albums to come out in the past 10 years. Whoa. And that came out like, what, you mean like Miley four Cyrus years ago? Song? No, I'm talking That's about a great Bruce song. Springsteen. I think it's a beautiful song. She's great. I That's love her. Bruce Springsteen's version of Wrecking Ball, though, is about the crash of 2008 and how I it destroyed like the rest Wrecking Ball. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just thought that was... Uh, an interesting. I have never been into Bruce Springsteen. Dude, he rules. Neither have I. Can't do it. I just know too many blue jeans and white t-shirts. I know I the know singles, and I know that scene from like High Fidelity where he's talking to John Cusack and Bad. Do you remember that? I never oh, saw High Fidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You never saw High, High Fidelity? Fidelity? I never did. They go to Double Door in that movie. I used it's to work at an ice cream shop that was like next door to Double Door, and I never saw it. Wow. You, you never went into Double Door before? I've been there, but oh, okay. I've, I've never like. Oh, like I used to work next door to it, and I never, I never saw uh, High Fidelity. Wow, so I'm much sorry. great Chicago stuff. Reckless Records, I think that's oh, yeah. a, Championship Vinyl is the name of the fake record store in the movie, but I'm pretty sure it's Reckless. Yeah, I think that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, because it even had like the record store like assholes. Yeah. thought they knew everything. That's Reckless Records. I I love that movie. To be fair, that's every record store. Yeah, that is true. Yeah, to be fair, but it did take place in yeah. the area right by Double Door. Anyway. Anyway. We're not talking about high fidelity. Yeah. We're talking about a great episode uh, of Star Trek The Next Generation. Final mission. It's an okay episode. Yeah, it's all right. I love so, this episode. I hate how lukewarm the room is right now. I feel like they could have done a lot with this episode. Yeah. And they they did do a lot. Did okay. they? So, well, <laughs> so you remember how we have seen all of those episodes where uh, Wesley Crusher is going to go to Starfleet. He's got to go to the test, and he either gives up through... Through this generous Mary Sue occasion, yeah, this is Mary Sue bullshit. Yeah, so now he's running up to the bridge with uh, he's gonna go to his post. You know, he's an ensign now, and he's late. And he apologizes, and the captain mm. starts to scold him. He's like, you know, you can't be late when you go to Starfleet. Wanna? So you know, he's already late to his post, which is you're not supposed to do that. And uh, he's like, oh, just kidding. You're going to go to Starfleet. You finally get to do the thing that you uh, have failed. Yeah, like, I they, think, what, twice at this point? 
Once, once, okay. a few episodes ago, he was missing because he was taking his exams. Again. Okay, so, so he they finally do, they got wrote in. it into the story. I think probably like five episodes ago or so. How? Okay, so you guys could probably answer this. How hard is it to get into Starfleet? Oh my god, it's very so difficult. Hard. You also have to do this test where they pretend to kill your comrades. Yeah. Uh, but there's still thousands of people oh, making yes. it in. Okay, it's so super, super competitive. It's like getting into Harvard or, or West Point. West Point's probably a better example. But the, Okay, so there's thousands of people making it in to Starfleet, right? Yes. How many of them are quote-unquote boy geniuses and yeah. live in a space, like a, a spaceship, like a Starfleet he's, he's literally He literally has pilot hours by this point. Yeah. He's yeah. at the helm. He has, well, he's a Shuren like, now, come on, but man. last time he applied, he, was, sh- that, he wasn't that. All right, look, as somebody from Alabama, Roy, <laughs> Roy Moore <laughs> went to West Point. Oh. All right. And that guy's a fucking dumbass. Okay. Uh, uh, also, like, uh, on the show Shameless, Carl, the youngest brother who's really dumb, also goes to a really prestigious uh, academy. Not a lot of people can get into military school. A lot of people can get into military school. So I assume that okay. by this point... In wow! The game, wow! I am going to hold how offended I am right now. <laughs> okay, like, as they, and like, I can go to every mall in the state of Alabama... I have not been banned. <laughs> I was. I, it's hard to go to military. School. It is. I was, look, I was on submarines, which is an elite, elite, elite. You have to score a certain amount. You have to be a certain mm. amount. You have to yeah. do a certain amount. And I'm telling you, it's not hard. Okay, but it's I, not okay. hard. Oh my god, the bar is low. You just got to do the work. I mean, as long as you're willing to show up and work hard, I don't, That is really all. So you either need. one of two things is happening: either the bar is set really high, or Everyone on the Enterprise is kind of dumb, and they think Wesley's really smart, but he's, <laughs> <laughs> but he's really not. Because there, I mean, there are lots of positions on a ship. There is a whole catering department on the fucking ship. Well, you don't he have to be catering. You, you don't, don't have to be an officer. Hold on, hold on. But there's a big difference between an enlisted man and someone who went to Starfleet. That's Academy. true. That's uh, and uh, as an enlisted guy, you I can be, tell you that you could be O'Brien, call me. So wait, d- to be an officer, do you have to go to Starfleet? Yes. Really? I believe so. There's nobody. That makes sense. Remind listener if I'm That's wrong, please works. correct me. But all of the officers that we meet throughout every Star Trek episode I've ever seen went to Starfleet. Oh, damn. That's and why Call Meany is making fun of officers in Deep Space Nine because yep. he's like, "You guys did it wrong. I don't want any of your jobs. I'm still chief of engineering, and I did it as an enlisted man." And that's uh, how it tracks with oh. the real military as well, because there's two types of officers. There are line officers where you get command. Right. So if you are a line officer in the Navy, you had to have gone to the Naval Academy. You can be an officer in the Navy as a doctor or whatever and not. But you'll never, ever, ever have command of a ship. Right. You didn't go to the Academy. Yes. Mm-hmm. And this is all modeled after the Navy. Correct. So it's very similar to that. In fact, it's modeled after submarines. Yes. It's really. Very similar. It's one of the reasons my father. We've talked about. Yeah. this Much earlier. Loved the show so much. My, 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 my father, grandpa was on a submarine. Yeah, tender. My father was as well. And uh, he was a gunner's mate. Wait, he was on what? Uh, sub- submarine tender is a ship that takes care of submarines. Oh, okay. And he was like the guy that S- swipe left runs swipe uh, right. air, like this AA gunner that they just like attach to the submarine because like in World War II, they needed as many spaces for guns that oh, they wow. possibly could. Well, they were on the surface a lot more, so they had to have guns because they yeah. were on the surface so much. Yeah, and the the literally the reason that he got that job is because uh, he was tiny and he could fit into the, <laughs> into the chair. Yep. That was it. Yep. Wesley Crusher! But so, <laughs> well, when I hear this, it's like they're at war with the Rhymelands or uh, about to be. It's just like... They're what? in a time of peace right now. So they're not desperate for officers. No, they're at a okay. time of peace. Alright, so I buy it. Yeah, it's very hard to get into that All right. to Starfleet Academy. We saw the last time Wesley Crusher tried to go, and he failed to some of the smartest kids in the world. Yeah. Well, in the, in the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. In yeah. The universe, yeah. So he's about to go again. Uh, he gets yes. the news. And, but before. Oh God, he, we're like two minutes in the yeah. episode. Before he does, he's got to go to Pentaurus 5 because uh, Picard has to negotiate a mining dispute. And he wants to bring Wesley along with him right. as, as, like, his last thing. He's yes. like, I want you to just to see how this is done. And they got to go on the Watch shuttle. Watch a master at work. Right. They got to go on the shuttle, and he, he brings him along with this guy named Captain Deergo. And Captain Deergo runs a, a mining shuttle uh, that, like, I guess carries ore or something. Mm-hmm. 
a transport ship. So the amount of space on the ship is very important, like to maximize space. Right. And he is literally filthy. Uh, and he's like this. He's supposed to be cast, I guess, as this regular guy. He's an alien. He's not a human. Mm-hmm. And the first thing that Wesley does is insult the guy. He's yeah. like, "You're a captain." Behind his back, insults him. Yeah, yeah. his back to Jordy. ten feet away from him. Yeah. Right, like Picard is saying to him. He refers to him as captain, and there he is clearly trying to establish we are equals. You are a captain of your vessel. I'm captain of my yes. my vessel. We're gonna work together. And Wesley's just like, oh, he's a captain? Which means he undercut Picard as well. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I love this episode. Wesley is a complete dick in it, though. There is no doubt about yeah. it. The fact, I, I keep thinking about this, like, why did fans hate him so much? Why do I kind of hate him? It's like, he has been called a boy genius for at least four years. We know of it for four years. Mm-hmm. This guy's, his level of pretentiousness is through the roof, and right. all he's ever done is sit on the flagship uh, uh, starship of the entire Federation. Yeah. So but all he's done has been in an amazing position his But whole here's life. the thing, okay? If I was, let's say someone said, hey, you're a boy genius, you know what I mean? That would kind of go to my head if I was around other boys. But he's around very smart people. The entire time, yes. Who are, 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 are way smarter than him, or as smart as him? Yeah, so, like, Jordy LaForge is a genius. Oh, so he's been the whole time po- mentoring him. So yes. how can he possibly have this like condescending You'd think air that, about especially him? Especially, in the, they put him there, right? Why is he such an asshole? Why they put a- they put Wesley in positions where he will be butting heads with people smarter than him constantly. Yeah, that they did that on purpose. He was with the the goddamn traveler. How does he get a transdimensional yeah. being? Yeah. That is, it, he didn't. He didn't get humbled by that. Then that's what I'm thinking. He, was, like, he, he saw the, the right face word. of God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, and he was just like, God. "Oh, I'm still 16. I'm the. I'm the. I'm big shit." Yeah. His best. He, one of his best friends is a super android. Right. And he's not like doesn't like consider that a little bit. You know? <laughs> no, he's a dick. He's a dick. This whole episode, complete dick. Uh, yeah. He didn't yeah. even say please. He didn't yeah, say, he didn't he, say he, please. He didn't even say please. Oh yeah, that's way in the future. Yeah. <laughs> So we're only, he, we're he, goes, he goes to yet. Durgo, <laughs> he starts talking shit about Durgo, and Durgo overhears him, and he's like, look, buddy, this ship may not mean much to you. Says it in a nice way. But, yeah, he does, yeah. In, in the best way possible. He's like, look, I know that this is not a big deal, but to the planet that I work for, this is their life. He's, I carry ore that they require to he's live. He's just a working man. He's, he's a regular he's saying, working dude. He's like, just living, yeah. please respect me. Don't be a piece of shit. And Picard isn't an asshole to him. Yeah. No. Picard should have like, been like, listen, you ain't going on this thing anymore. Right, he should have kicked him you off You pissed off this guy. I don't even fucking right. know. But Durgo, to his credit, he's like, nope, look, I'm just going to tell you how it is on my planet. Please respect and, my and ship. And that says a lot, because as we watch this episode... Jericho's kind of a weirdo, right? Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> well, selfish. I would say he's selfish. Yeah. Not evil, but Unfortunately, selfish. Selfish, as but soon as weird. they leave the yeah. ship, uh, <laughs> as soon as they leave the ship to the planet, his ship immediately crashes. Yeah. Like, it, they immediately run into problems. Like They didn't really explain why, right? No, yeah. it just broke. Yeah. It just broke. It, it was a yeah. shitty ship. Like, he didn't take good care of it. And uh, they get into it later, but they, they crash oh. onto a moon. Uh, At one point, Picard goes to switch seats with him because apparently he doesn't know he can't fly it when, the, when it's yeah. breaking down. And Picard puts his hand up to like brace himself, yeah. and a pipe comes down. Did you see that? Yeah. Like Picard just has a pipe in his hand. Yeah. He sets it on the ground. It almost <laughs> made me wonder if that was on purpose and they just rolled with it because it looked really strange. <laughs> the other it's thing is is thing. so they land on Lambda Five, this this desert moon, and. They land there and they're like, well, uh, you know, I got limited space. It's a shuttle. So I didn't have any water. <laughs> and yeah. also, no food or medical supplies. So I've just been relying on this replicator, which is now broken because he didn't take care of that either. And so this is another They question. have like one med kit that is barely supplied that pops out, and, and that's all they got. And this is a question that I have is how is the entire ship dead? 
Like, are we to believe that the entire ship runs off of one single power source that powers every single piece of equipment on there? There has no to be. No breakers anywhere in the there's system to no, fry yes. everything. There's, Unfortunately, there's that no is the handheld flaw. things or anything. Well, there should be. I think that's why. I the, think he honestly was no not a good code. captain. Like, it, it does suck that. Wesley was a dick to him, but he just did not. He was take not prepared good, for a yeah. bad situation because uh, ships run off of uh, some form of at least every Federation ship does, and then we're led to believe every other ship operates in the same way. It's a dilithium crystal that powers the thing. If the dilithium crystal goes, the entire ship goes. But how does a dilithium crystal just stop working? It they can't crack just all stop. The time. Well, it can crack. Yeah. yeah, they crack. Oh, here's okay. the problem with this. So whole- there is no. Sorry, no. but there is no. Uh, 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 economy within Star Trek. The only economy that exists is energy. Energy can turn into matter, but if you run out of energy, you're screwed. And that's how they always come up with these conflicts or these things, is the energy source goes away. Yep. Yeah. The on mm. the entire problem with this premise, though, is that in the beginning of the show, they very, very clearly show an engineering team going through the ship, checking it they do. to make sure. So yep. they didn't look that for emergency true. supplies. Didn't they didn't that. check for water. They Guess didn't not. check. They would have checked Jordan for went all through of it. those things. They would have checked for all those things. This whole Absolutely. thing is Jordy's fault. Completely Jordy's fault. <laughs> he screwed Wesley it. He, he should have been, <laughs> he should have been in the cat. Like, how the fuck did you let that ship take off? How did you not put That's a true. proper working thing in That's there? That's very true. Yeah. There. They how were going through it. They completely screwed up. Meanwhile, while this is happening, so the Enterprise is near this planet called Gamelon 5, and they get a distress call from them. And they say, hey, we have this barge that's near us. We don't know where it's from, but it's emitting this massive amount of radiation. And we're a peaceful planet. We have no planetary defenses. Can you take it away? Because it's going to kill all of us. Which is a little weird. It is a little weird. Around called that out during the episode. How is it possible that there is that... That, that they have the ability to communicate and understand other space civilizations and have nothing. Not even like a nothing. turret just, to shoot yeah. asteroids. Just something to destroy asteroids. Or yeah. a ship, even a ship that, that doesn't have weapons. They can tow it away. Tractor beams have got to be plentiful. I mean, come on. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Fair. But they need the Enterprise, and so the Enterprise is now engaged while uh, Picard or, and Wesley are stranded on, on this desert planet. Or like a ship that like is controlled that they can control remotely that can also pull the bar satellites. Any yeah, doesn't like, exist. Uh, Nothing. Okay. But also was hold on. So this is this is a question that I have. Like, was the barge run by the captain of the transport ship? I don't believe so. No. I thought he was connected in some way. Because they started asking they they raised questions about how it's a mining barge. Yeah. And wasn't he a mining transport captain? Yes. So he had nothing to do with that barge though? I don't know. Maybe he did. It's all his fault. That's what I think. No, no, no. That, no were they no, trying no. to imply that? They, I think no, they no, were no, no, insinuating no. that they he was doing something that shady. that barge hadn't had power in 300 years. Yeah, but so, they were saying that, like, where were they going? Were they mining here? Because mm. they're like, these mines have been empty for blah, blah, blah years. And it's like, maybe they came from these moons. So I think they insinuated that he was doing something illegal with this. And then they also insinuate something with, like, the thrusters didn't, like, the thrusters. Well, I think he was trying to lead them away from that. He had some hand in the dispute. He did sure. something. I don't know what it is, though. I couldn't figure it out. And I'm not sure. So the Enterprise is like going to Gamelon 5, and they're trying to like deal with this garbage ship that <laughs> ran off course. Uh, that's the best description that's what it was like it's I don't know it's, it's like you know how in New York they send all those it was a barge it's a, it's a barge that yeah. they sent off to sea but in this case it's radioactive waste and they didn't think that it would hit a uh, a populated area and in this case it did that's how I saw it too they just sent it off into space and was like not our problem anymore yeah. right yeah probably came from Earth so they want to send it into the sun <laughs> but the problem is is that there is a this asteroid belt in the way. That's not a belt, by the way. That's an asteroid sphere. If they, if they, if, if it was actually in the way, then they would go under it or whatever. Yeah. Wait, I mean, come on. Go, well, because their idea is they want to tow it right and and throw it into the sun, but the belt is in the way, so they they got to get through the belt. Yeah. And then as soon as they're done, they can leave uh, the slingshot ship it, yeah. and just slingshot it into the sun. But if they throw it into the belt, what happens is it'll strike a whole bunch of asteroids. And then this radioactive waste will get spread all over the galaxy. Yeah. 
while watching this episode, we straight up argued about this. We yelled about this, but I'm pretty sure this this is what would You're, have happened. The way I you just described it, I'm in. I'm, I'm in too. I'm in too. It makes a hundred and ten percent the way he described it. It took us a long time to get there because <laughs> we they had a lot not, of talks about this, yeah. and and Carlos was making a lot of sense initially, but then I thought like, yeah, look, because the slingshot thing makes sense. Mm -hmm. They're in space. There's there's nothing acting on the ship that would you know if the object is in motion un until something acts on yeah. it, it's not going to not be in motion. Mm -hmm. But the uh, the garbage ship hits the asteroid belt. Yeah, you know it's going to crash Tear into a apart. bunch of itty bitty pieces, and it'll be spread along this gravitational path all throughout this star system. Yeah, that'll yeah. be even everything worse. Everything would be radiated. It'd be impossible to clean up. Right. And like also so they want to get it through that and yeah. into the sun. But again, through was the bad decision, and this is the problem. And I understand what Trek. he's saying too. It's, it's so funny. they all exist. It's like it's like they're real ships in an, in, an, in an ocean. It's a problem with Star Trek. They all yeah. deal on a linear path. They all meet each other, yeah. facing the correct never way happen. up. Yeah. No, it would never happen that way. They could just go over or under it. It doesn't make any sense. Space yeah. is three dimensional, yeah. and all, they never use it. No, Star Trek is two dimensional. Yep, <laughs> it is. And and also the way that they decide to deal with it is that uh, LaForge says we're going to attach portable thrusters to it. Because if we get too close to the barge, it's gonna uh, have deadly radiation to everyone on the ship. So you're gonna send a, a like a robot to attach rockets to the ship. Yeah, like a like a what are they called? The uh, dinghy? What are those? The it's kind of like boats. a dinghy. Like, yeah, like, yeah, 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 basically. Like those, yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's what that's what they're gonna do there. Meanwhile, on this desert planet, Picard is like, "Look, we gotta we gotta leave." these flats like we're in the hot sun we got to head to uh, to these mountains so what we're going to do is we're going to like make this uh an arrow that's that is a real survival thing totally. i know it is yeah, yeah. but if like you're a boy a, scout but there's a lot of stuff that they can like leave on that ship that tells them where they're going they could have writ, uh, written, written a note written anything carved anything <laughs> into it but they make they, like it's like a big point there's like three minutes dedicated to him making an arrow it on is. the ground and like they, they it, it's them putting a hat on yeah. and well, making an arrow water. i think it's great yeah. they, right. they, they made it, a, it's so long it's it very so long. long they hired a fifty thousand dollar we crane. needed character development <laughs> a huge, and, and, and as aram is saying a huge crane pans up yeah when like normally they do not spend that much money on these desert scenes so, yeah can we talk about that really quick isn't I, it so great they weren't in sad red desert it looked fantastic it, it did looks, look good it looked Gorgeous. great i'll, I'll give very it very briefly yeah yeah, yeah uh, it looks great so they put an fantastic. arrow on the ground. They put some money into this episode. <laughs> they 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 put <laughs> they stuff goodbye. on their heads. And Picard is like, "All right, do we have any water?" And Dergo is like, "Ah, uh, nope. I didn't have any space." And he's like, "You, you don't have any space? Like we you fly near deserts all the time? You yeah. you fly a shuttle?" And he's like, "Nope." Wesley starts yelling at him, and Picard's okay. like, "Look, all right, we're both captains. Let's just look. Let's head to the mountains. There's got to be something there." And they start to pick up like in like this energy. Signature basically. EM waves, and yeah, which and I think I also, stands for electromagnetic. electromagnetic, right? And I also think so. What's happening is we keep seeing Wesley act childish and react childishly, and Picard is showing that he is a diplomat and a leader and a captain, and he can get shit done. Um, yes, that, that's why that, it's such a good episode. Yeah, it, it's a great episode. So, so like this guy's being a dick, and Wesley takes every opportunity to call this guy an asshole. Yes. Like, like just in, with his attitude, with whatever. And Picard's just like, we just need to go forward, you know, like that type of shit. Um, and as I don't know, I Wesley's we'll going temperament. This, but I, I want <laughs> I want I want to set the stage that Wesley's being a dick the entire time, and. Uh, it's setting it up for this turn that I don't think we ever really get. No, <laughs> his temperament. I don't think we ever get the 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 growing turn, the the uh, uh, the boy becoming a man turn that we're being prompted what are to you get. You about? I'm not going to ruin it. This is Will Wheaton's best. No. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm so not the, honestly, I'm not. They start walking that towards the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> they start walking towards the mountains, and. Uh. Uh, Dergo, like, t he takes a sip out of this flask. What? Is yeah. that water? It's also it not looks a flask. Like water. It's huge. It's like Woodford Reserve, yeah. like, it looks like a glass, It's Absolutely. a glass bottle. Yeah, it's a huge bottle. Yeah. yeah. And, and he's supposed to have it under his tight it's jacket. Like, he has a decanter under his jacket. Yeah. Huge. You'd hear that thing sloshing <laughs> yeah. Right, I know. Uh, <laughs> <It'd be> like, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then, like, they, they end up in this cave. Oh, yeah. And they start, like, 
spelunking into this cave. And of course, this <laughs> I don't massive know. They, bottle hold falls. On. They walked down steps. They didn't spelunk down well, the steps. <laughs> there are steps built into this cave. And they, yes. they explore this cave. They explore the cave, yes. And uh, th- this, of course, this bottle flops out of his jacket. His, yeah. his, I'm sorry, not jacket, his vest. His yes. leather vest. Yes. And it falls, and they're like, what the fuck is this, dude? Yeah. You, you got this whole bottle of water. He's like, uh, that's not water. And they're like, oh, okay. What? It is like, it's medicine. And of course, it's booze. It's yeah. booze. It just turns out Durgo loves to drink uh, and was drinking straight up booze in the middle of the desert when he knew he had no water. Yeah, that's so weird. And Wesley takes him to task for that. Picard's just like, this Picard isn't good for you. Task for it as well. Well, he's kind of like, this, this is. This, well, this a, is bad. Well, and it would serve a helpful purpose used differently. Exactly. Right. So he's like, well, we need to conserve this. Why are you drinking it? Yeah. Picard is like 90% of the time morally correct in, in his assessment. Yeah, like they, they put it in the medical kit. Like, Wesley is trying to yell at him. It's like, no, obviously this guy is just an alcoholic and... Like, that's yeah. why he has let's it. Let's be honest. If any of us ended up in the middle of nowhere and had a little bottle of booze, I'd hit that a couple but of times. But would you hide it from I'd everyone else? I'd first. No, right, I'd, I'd share, it. share it. Yeah. I'd be like, come on, guys. We all deserve a shot. Right, but at, at but this, also, like, how much time has passed? How much time did you guys think had passed between when they got off the ship if you look to at when the they distance, got in the cave? like, at least five hours? Several hours. Five, yeah. You think hours? Five, five, six hours? Oh, yeah. Six hours. Okay. Look how far those mountains They got were. really dehydrated. But... Because here's the thing. But still six hours. Because the thing is, it's hot. They were only in cave for like thirty minutes. Yeah. If it, you all that shit because, went down fast. Because oh, in because like real like, time, yeah. Yeah, in like real time, Riker's like we only have thirty five minutes or whatever, or thirty minutes until whatever. Uh, I hate discussing episodes. <laughs> Sorry. I love this, but that's a great point. Because they so, looked like shit. They, they went to shit very quickly. Very they went quickly. from looking pretty bad they to the really bad desert, in about man. 10 minutes. They did, they did walk through the desert, but think about, like, I've walked around, like, Arizona for, like, a couple hours, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't look like death. I've been <laughs> drunk in Las Vegas in 112-degree weather outdoor for seven hours, and that was fun. <laughs> I was fine. Well, in this case, they almost died. Okay. Back on, <laughs> back on the Enterprise. Back on the Enterprise. Dr. Crusher is, she. you know, she's directing her staff on, like, what to do with this population that's been, like, severely radiation poisoned, basically. Mm. And Deanna Troy is trying to talk to her about, like, you know, all the stuff about Wesley. Only uh, thing she does this in this stuff. episode. Yeah, yeah, she had to go to work for that day. Like, for those two lines, she had right. to go to work. <laughs> she got to and Dr. Crusher's up. like, I don't care. I got to do my job. Yeah, just I'm a little focused right now, Deanna. Yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much all we see of Deanna Troy this yeah. episode. She was but Deanna just, Troy must have been sensing that Beverly... Oh, absolutely. No, super, that's this true. is super all Deanna Troy yeah. does. You're not feeling emotions enough. Mm, yeah, you're not emotions. feeling emotions enough. I mean, shut the fuck up, get out of my way. They're <laughs> professionals. There she's are got a whole crew. She got to take care of. There, are, there are a ton of episodes where that does come, where Dana Troy does come in handy, though. But here's the thing, guys. Yeah. Mental health is very important, and we all live in 2017 where we're able to ignore it and push forward, and that's okay. But maybe they're trying to say something in Star Trek that mental health is important. They are. Yeah. Yes, I, think I, I like Anna Troy. I just, I think real. she's not used <laughs> you did. enough. I think no, only we because it is a utopian future. Again, remember right. we're supposed yeah. to be representing utopia here. Also, think about like all the problems that could be prevented if people just lis- listened to Troy and you so know what many. I mean. Like so many, and, yeah. and people like looked inside themselves for for the answers instead of like. Being shitty to coal miners. Right. Speaking of which, <laughs> at no yeah. point, at no point, does I don't know what the dispute is. Right. None. What's the whole time I was trying to figure out, like, what is this dispute? He's just, he's I want to know. Classist. He's being classist. Yeah. yeah. It's like, is this yeah, a union that's all thing? It was, yeah. Just yeah. let him form a union. God damn. Come on, man. <laughs> at no point during the entire, I mean, when when Wesley has to do something technical, he's in. At no other point did he display any of the qualities that I'd want. As an officer. Yeah. Not no. one time. But see, that exactly. And that's what's so great about the Wesley Crusher character. Book smart. Emotionally, so dumb. Unavailable. Yeah. Yeah. Unavailable. He yeah. shouldn't be an problems. officer. He shouldn't be Not at the yet. Academy. Not yet. And I think that's the point they, they're making in this episode. Okay. And to Carlos's point, uh, they didn't have the good turn. 
but they're hoping that's what they're looking for. They want him to become uh, more emotionally available because he's never been emotionally available throughout the entire series. What ends up happening though, Deanna Troy is just steamroll. They totally ignore her. Worf is like, okay, look, here's what we can do. We can use the miners that we're trying to contact and they can do a search party and they can find any of these planets, any of these areas where we were looking for the shuttle and figure out where they are. In the meantime, the Enterprise is going to keep like trying to attach thrusters to this garbage vessel to get it out <laughs> yeah. of the way. But the thrusters break. So, so they're garbage thrusters. The, so no, now no, the Enterprise, no, the hole was weak. Yeah, right? yeah, the, the hole was weak, and they if, broke if away. They, yeah, if they had to attach, yeah, it, things start it falling apart. away from the vessel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the vessel yeah. would fall apart because yeah. it's hundreds of years. So, old. They, so they can't attach uh, thrusters to the thing. That's initially what they were going to do, and they're going to like send it on its way. Yeah, but now they're like, oh well, shit, we got to tow it. Also, the vessel kind of looks like I don't know if you guys were thinking this, but the vessel looks like um, a piece of poop. <laughs> The spaceship from Mystery Science Theater. It does look like the satellite. It looks like the satellite. I love that. What are so shitty? That's all I was thinking. I was just like, I just imagine like some guy who who works in the department, like the the model department, was just like, oh shit, I was supposed to get the model for today's shoot. It's like, Greg, you got to get on that, and he just ran across that to another studio and just asked the Mystery Science Theater three. Three thousand guys, if they could borrow his mom, they're like, uh, "Yeah, sure, Greg, go ahead." He's like, it kind of oh, looks like guys. the uh, what was the or vice versa? Oh, what was the episode oh. <laughs> where, where that trap was set and uh, Jordy gets uh, teleported onto that vessel, and the people uh, that look like Bobo and Little Devil from Nothing But Trouble? That greatest movie oh ever. Oh my god, movie I remember that movie. Horrible. Uh, that movie's really scary. It's so bad to watch it's as great. a to watch as a what, kid. To watch as a really kid. Scary. That's when I saw it. It's, that's it when was I saw so it. bad. He gets a penis for a nose. Yeah, that's really weird. <laughs> Comedy gold. Dan Aykroyd. But it looks so like that shit. For that. Oh my god. Yeah. Also, it, side note, we didn't talk about this. Uh, the alien race that contacts. Oh my god. That contacts them. We didn't talk about the makeup that they had. Which oh, most the of weird mouth thing. Mo- yeah, most of it's pretty good, but that weird mouth thing. It's can't over, eat anything. Yeah, it's over their mouth. What uh, could I, be I, the possible biological evolutionary bonus of having that particular? This trait? is what I think. You have veins. It over wasn't. Your mouth, so they can't eat. Here, here's the thing. Maybe they don't eat through that. Maybe over time, evolution, they have eat through their butts. Okay, I wasn't gonna say where they eat, but they developed it to speak and communicate. You know, what how I mean? would it help? Well, maybe it was a closed Blood hole, and it's flow. been opening over time through evolution, so they can communicate. Or been closing. Or been closing oh, over time. Oh, no. they eat through somewhere else. This guy watches a lot of Star Trek. Who knows? <laughs> anyway, uh, back on the this desert planet where, uh, you know, we're in the cave, right? We're we're in the cave now. In so cave. Picard and Wesley. And this this minor captain guy, they they ended they ended up in this cave. There's this weird fountain, and it looks like a mall fountain, basically. Yeah, it so does. It's been put there. Someone put this there. But they need water, so they run up to it. But now there's this kind of weird uh, crystal wall that shows up. It's a force field. Yeah, it's yeah protecting right? the water. Yeah. And the force yeah. feels like 90s CGI, like water. Do you like know what lawn, that force field looks exactly mine? like? That force field looks exactly like the force field from Dune. Oh, Except okay. that it's not angular, but it's got the same quality. So I wonder... Low budget dude. I, yeah. I wonder if they, if they were thinking, well, Picard was in Dune. We're Duncan on the planet. Yeah. I wonder if they were thinking mm. that we're going to make it look kind of like the Dune shields. Well, yeah, so they try to break through it, and uh, Dirigo fires his phaser at it, which, uh, mm-hmm. as we pointed out, are the... Uh, original series phasers. That was kind of cool. But what that does is that creates this weird, like, it looks like the Flash, basically, and it attacks yeah. his phaser and wraps it up in some kind of weird web. It's like a spirit of some kind. Yeah, and while this is happening, Wesley is on the other side, and Picard yells at him to move, and he doesn't, all, as these rocks are falling. Mm-hmm. And then Picard pushes him out of the way, and, and a bunch then of looks rocks fall up on him. at yeah. the and rocks. then looks up at, at rocks up as they fall on him. Had to do that in old TV. Yeah, I, I know. It's, yeah. a, it's an old TV thing because they wouldn't have seen the rocks falling in SD. I guess not. <laughs> so true. he gets he gets hit by a he bunch of rocks. Nailed. He gets nailed by those rocks. This is when the episode gets great. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is where it turns from good 
to amazing. So Durgo, Durgo and Wesley are fine, and they're trying to wake up Picard, and he's all beat up by these rocks that fell on him. Yeah. And Durgo's like, well. Uh, Durgo's an asshole, though. This Durgo's is a, a piece of shit. Yeah, I mean, he went from, like, taking the hits. I was on his side. Yeah, I was on initially. his side, too. Yeah, he was like, okay, I got this little shithead, like, fucking talking down to me. Okay, whatever. I just yeah. want to make it home. And Wesley's like, okay, I, like, I've, I have this... I, I noticed that you didn't pack a goddamn med kit on your <laughs> on your ship, but I have this, you know, I have this thing on me, and it tells me he has a broken leg. Tricorder. He's got a broken arm, a tricorder. He's got a broken arm, and he's kind of messed up. He's like he got yeah. hit in the head real bad. Why on earth would you have the thing that tells you you're injured and not have the thing that fixes it? When I don't know. When it's literally a one. I think fit. I think okay. Here's the thing. It's the same thing that's telling him about the energy sources as yeah. well. Tricorder. Yeah, yeah. So it's not specifically a medical thing. Does a tricorder do everything? Can it be pro? Program to do it's, a, it's your sensor, right? Yeah, like it, so it, it, can, it can pick up on signals. Anything. Yes, yes, yes. It interprets the, the, what's around you. Often, the science uh, officer is carrying a tricorder with them right. to understand what's happening, and then they need different tools to deal with it. They didn't have any of the medicine that they needed. So Dergo tells him, "Is like, look, you got to leave this guy here. You know, it's it's going to be us or him. Yeah, he's dying." Dergo tells him he has internal bleeding. He's seen it before. And what he's and seen rocks full of he people. He's a minor. Too. Yeah, he steps over him. What that was is a he dick doing? Move. It's so weird. Also, like at that, I don't know who to believe at that point because Wesley disagrees with him and says like, "No, no, no!" Like that's not his problem. So I don't know if Durg. Like I feel like Durgo is right in that instance. Well, but what what Picard does though is he he, is. he grabs Ultimate. Wesley he and he's like, "Look, man, I am only going to get worse." Mm-hmm. I feel like I can survive, but you got to get to that water. And to do that, you have to overpower Durgo. I don't care what you got to do, but you need to take charge. Yeah. And this you, is a beautiful fucking scene. You need to take command. See, the way the way Patrick sells this, I like this episode. The way he's explaining it. a good episode. Well, nope. Hold on. That's what I'm saying. Hold on. Nope. In real time, though, in real acting time, it was pretty weak. No, dude. <laughs> no way. Patrick Stewart in this scene <laughs> kills it. Patrick Stewart kills every scene he's in because yeah, he's brilliant. Yeah, but he kills yeah, it. I mean, he's and then great. Will Wheaton is sitting across from him, who is not a great actor Yeah. within this series, at, at the very least. We can say, historically watching Star Trek, Will Wheaton has not given us our best scenes. And this is the <laughs> best he's ever shined. I love, hold on, for anyone listening to this, when we were watching it, he, I think Aram said sarcastically, like, oh, Will Wheaton won the Emmy. Didn't he win for the Emmy for this? And Patrick's like, I don't think so. <laughs> As if as if it was a possibility. Was a possibility. As yeah. if it was a possibility that he didn't want to X out. <laughs> like, he was like, <laughs> you guys, this episode is so good. Can you imagine? It is great acting by Picard or Patrick Stewart, he's as so, most of you know. He said it with such a late 80s, six parts, six parts screen with everyone who could possibly win that Emmy. And like, yeah. Will Wheaton's in the corner yeah. like, oh, it could be me. It could he, be me. He said it with such possibility. You know, yeah. <laughs> such possibility. Me, uh, 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 meanwhile, on the Enterprise. <laughs> oh yeah, sorry. Sorry. Meanwhile, on the Enterprise, like th- they have this whole scene where they explain what's going on. Basically, they have this drug that uh, it doses them against the the radiation. They've got thirty five minutes, so yeah. they, they, so they're towing this garbage ship that is expressing all this radiation, and they got to uh, slingshot it into the sun, and they only have thirty five minutes uh, thirty five minutes to do it, and then they have to run back and. Pick these people up. While this is happening, Captain Durgo is like, okay, look, you got a phaser. I got a phaser. Here's what I think is happening. Uh, I set it on too high of a frequency. So I'm going to set it on a low frequency, and you're going to set it on a high frequency. And we're both going to shoot it at the same time. See, I thought this was so weird. Bad idea. Yeah, I I thought this was such a weird thing. They're going to shoot it at once. He's like, that's how we're going to test it. And and Wesley's like, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah, I thought this was very strange for even Wesley to go along with this. Like, the guy was like... Well, because he didn't listen. He initially does not listen to Picard's advice. He's like, yeah. okay, yeah. I get, I, I'm going to listen to you. But also, like, in, in terms of, like, writing the, the scene also, if Wesley goes along with this, 
Wesley should have repercussions. Right, right. He should have repercussions. Yeah. What happens, what though, happens, in this scene? What happens is they do Captain Dergo's plan, and he gets encased in this web yeah. and dies. Yes. It's so he, that Wesley that doesn't do anything. That gone. Yeah. Yes. He removes it from him. It, it, yeah. He got... He Wesley got, had repercussions. Wesley did nothing. Have you ever heard of guilt? <laughs> This guy made him do it. This Wesley's guy, like, if Wesley is supposed to be a leader, he should leave. It, it lead. If he fails at that, which Picard had already set up, that, like, hey, you need to lead this guy for me. He failed at that. Something, there should have been some type of repercussion for Wesley in this. Yep. But there isn't. He actually got to know more about what this fountain does, you know? It helped him. Yeah, it helped he him. He learned nothing, but yeah. it helped him. He, it, it, it encased this guy that he did not like from the jump. Killed him. Murdered him. You say that. I, I, He's I, dead. Is he dead? He's dead. He's so dead. There was they plastic in his face. About it. He's dead. Oh. No, he's dead. He's dead. He has died. <laughs> Okay. He has died. I feel bad. I hope he is. Otherwise, they left him alive. Well, they didn't leave him. No, there were other people there. I I, I picture in my head. They carry, yeah, they no. carry Captain him. Captain Dergo is now he's dead. He's dead. What happens to his transport? They just left his transport, too. Damn, they just used that guy. They just used that they guy. They used the fuck out of that guy. So <laughs> They invited him on the ship. They checked the ship. Yeah, your ship is fucking grade A, Jordy. Get the fuck out of my face. And then they went down that planet. <laughs> they went down that fucking planet. They... They blew up his I shit. I never even found out what this dispute was of the miners. <laughs> no. I was wondering what that was they the entire time. Any what the was they the dispute? Did not say. Well, we it never didn't know. Matter. And Patrick Stewart's acting was so good. <laughs> okay, so we're it gonna get to that. We're gonna get to that. All right, so they sling. <laughs> they do end up slingshotting this garbage barge into the sun. Yes. All right. And then the and a very disappointing. The one. Enterprise turns too. around. Yeah. They do it just in time before all the radiation poison was going to kill the crew. But did any of us believe that? Wasn't no, of course happen. that wasn't going to no. happen. They, they, dodged, right. they turn Three around. Rocks. <laughs> yeah. They, they turn around boring. and they're going to come back to Picard and because like the miners have actually done the search and they figured out where Picard is mm-hmm. and they're going to go and rescue him. While this is happening, Wesley and Picard are dying of thirst. They can't get to that water. They 30, can see it. 35 minutes. Yeah. 35 minutes. Well, they walked through that desert. No, no, but since he's been hit by rocks. Yeah. He went from okay. He went from like, eh, I'm kind of tired. I'm a little Internal parched. bleeding makes you thirsty. I guess so. Yeah, but Wesley didn't get hit. He was fine when the rocks <laughs> fell on him. And 35 minutes later, it's like he's been on a desert island for two weeks. <laughs> However, I think this is a nice scene. Wesley Beautiful talks this about nice how yes. everything that he did trying to get into uh, into the the Starfleet, like everything that he did, he was like, I didn't have a dad, so I looked at you. They referenced that really great episode, well, a pretty good episode from season two, I think, mm-hmm. where they were stuck on the shuttlecraft together. Right, like we talked about that starbase, and yes. he was like, Look, I did that because I looked, uh, I, I looked up to you, and I want your approval. And of course, like. Picard's not the man Picard, to give it to him. Picard's not the guy to do that. Well, not overtly, because Picard doesn't get or like children very much. He's well, also barely responsive at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I'm just saying, to live your life trying to get approval from Picard, I mean, even Riker's trying to do that. And Riker yeah. is second That's in a, command. That is a good yeah. point. I remember yeah. watching that show and thinking that, like, wow, this guy really wants to be this dude. He, yeah, well, Picard's a bit of a stick in the mud. Uh, yeah. I, oh, yeah, he's a, a smart, noble man, but uh, his ability to be uh, uh, emotionally available is very limited. I find he's got very... a flute. Unless he's got a flute. <laughs> I also he find... got down one time <laughs> I, as well. I find it very interesting that the the uh, the younger men around him internalize that as a reflection on themselves and use that to like want to please Picard, even though he's just not interested in you. He's just a father that's just not really into you, and you take it so personally as like you need to be a better human being because if you were better, Picard would love you more. Yeah, and but he has just no, never will. He because he has no interest. You know, what no. I mean? like he doesn't care. He wants to do the right thing in the moment yeah. and. Pilot his ship in the best way possible. And he expects you to be doing the same thing. Yeah. He's like, wait, why are you concerned about me giving you attention? Shouldn't you be focused on this fucking mission like I'm focused on this fucking mission? Hell yeah. That's it's, exactly yeah, the card. It's beautiful. So, like, Wesley is like, he's trying to get rid of this force field. And <laughs> this entire time, Picard is like, look, 
need to be like worrying about my relationship with you. I've always <laughs> been proud of you. Yeah. I just don't communicate. I well. don't because uh, I hold on. What was the line that Wesley says about thinking out of problems? He's like, I can think our way through this. You yeah, thought your way through this. Through You've this. thought and your it, way through worse. Now I'm gonna think for <laughs> both of us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was like, it was that. It was that. It was like he said, like you. Great. You've thought your way out of problems before. Now it's my turn to think. And he literally says, like, think my way out of problems. Oh, I love it. That yeah, and great. it's like it's the nerd's paradise. Oh basically. yeah. Like he doesn't have to do anything physical. Really, he's gotta he's gotta solve a problem. Solve but a- here's the problem. There was no problem. And here's the problem. I had the whole episode. The whole episode, it's set up like there is a reason. There's a reason why this thing exists. There's a reason why it's protecting the mm. water. There's a reason why the force field appears at some times and doesn't. And none of it fucking matters yeah. in the end. They never say why either. Nothing. They never nothing said why. I just punch some buttons and then it goes away. No, it, no, no. He solved the equation. He solved okay, nothing. So what happens, solved nothing. what happens is, is that Picard tells him, oh is like, <laughs> when you go to the academy, the most important person is the groundskeeper. And he like apparently knows this guy. And they call that back later in a beautiful way. I'm and and Wesley's like, I don't know what you're talking about. And then he's like, look, man, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not open with people younger than me. And like he opens up about how he's shitty with kids. And he's like, look. What you need to do is you need to understand that you're at at the beginning of the adventure. I'm at the end. You need to let me be at the end, but just get that water for you. And oh my god, I'm tearing up now. It was nice with it's Patrick a, and, and, recapping it. I'm and he, up. he Patrick so sells good. these episodes. And, for and me. he he goes <laughs> he goes to like he gets his com badge and like he 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 gets that that phaser and he sets at a low frequency. He does something to open up the. He does the same thing the other guy did. Right. He does the exact same <laughs> exact thing. Same thing. thing. He sets a he sets the phaser at a low frequency uh, frequency initially and at a higher frequency later on his com badge. To open up the force field somehow, I have no idea but how he this stops works. it at the last moment. The right. thing no, it's stops. the e, it's, it's the tricorder. Stop. And he explains this to Picard before he walks out. Is he has an idea? Of how I don't to get open it. it up. It makes no sense. It solves nothing. <laughs> they exactly. techno babbled their way to the end. And, and how many times has Star Trek techno babbled its way to the end? Well, yeah, but how is his techno babble different from the captain's techno babble? None whatsoever. And also, what would have been smarter, wait, Patrick? Pat, and I want I want honest answer. What would have been more towards the soul of Star Trek if if he punched a bunch of buttons and the thing went away, or if he came to an understanding with an alien creature he. Yeah. Didn't yeah. understand and found yep. its motivations. Yeah. Which Agreed. one would have been more didn't happen. Yeah. Like, let's not use a gun to solve this problem. He like, used the gun differently. He used the gun to, almost the same way, but stopped using the gun at the last second. That's all he did. Absolutely. That's it. That's very fair. I can't yeah. believe whatever that being was that was protecting the water. Like, here's my head cannon. Yeah. There was water. There's some being that needed that water to survive. It saw another creature come in, try to take the water from it, and got protective, like a dog would, or what any sort or of Or any creature who needed water. Yeah, exactly. In a place where water was scarce would protect the water. But we did not get any sort of healthy resolution as to why this creature was protecting the water. He may have no. killed that, it. Yeah, he may no have one knows. We yeah. know he could have killed no it. No one knows. Yet. I agree. The one flaw of the episode. <laughs> yeah, he could have honestly he could have killed a creature that's been surviving there for hundreds of years yeah. for literally less than a gallon of water. If I had seen yeah. that. also <laughs> finger drips of water. Finger yeah. drips yeah, of this, water. So Very this, this is to, to end to end the episode, he gets literally Finger drips of water, puts them on Picard's mouth, and that makes him better. Who's so internally weird. bleeding, by the so way. So water weird. fixes that. And and then so weird. Uh, he is uh, Wesley is 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 falling back and dying, and then the Enterprise finally makes it, and his mother picks him up, and someone tells Wesley, "You will be missed because he's going to go off to Starfleet," and he rescued Captain Picard, and this captain, this other guy, I, I guess. He's Fuck dead. that dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah no one even talks him. about him. Right. Why is Wesley still dying if he has the water? That's Why? true. The only thing he was dying of is he was dehydrated. dehydrated. He had water at that at He the didn't point. drink it. He gave it to Picard. There was Come a fountain on, of water. <laughs> you know that was wrong. The look on Pat's face when he said that. knew that he was wrong right off the top. Also, I know. I'm, that was a joke. Also, this was head. clearly an intelligent creature. Drink. They broke the prime directive. They 
blasted right through oh, the Prime Directive. Fuck. There was no attempt whatsoever to understand its motivations. They had no all. idea. No, they None. didn't care. Picard was dying. Fuck the Prime Directive. Yeah. Picard didn't even care when he wasn't dying. No, yeah. Well, yeah, I agree. I'm they sorry, said it's some, some big kind problems. of century, and they didn't care what or who set that century. Didn't even give it a thought. No. Yeah, that's and, not Star Trek to me. And here's another thing. Uh, that's very based fair. on based on uh, um, Wesley doing all those tests after the guard the uh, the um, trap went down after he solved the problem or whatever. Based on all the tests he was doing, he wasn't a hundred percent sure that was water. <laughs> you know? What yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, so he did all that on the idea that it might be water. He killed a bee. Yeah, he killed a bee. It could have been water. methane. How do you know? Well. Guys, this is where we like to rate what we just saw. If we thought it was amazing, must watch Star Trek, we set to kill. If we thought it was pretty good, if it comes up in the queue, you give it a watch, we set to stun. And if we thought it was horrible, avoid at all costs, we leave it in the holster. So, Patrick, what'd you think? Uh, I guess set to stun. Ugh. Well, no, because like this is the last time that you see... Wesley Crusher, right? Should be set to kill alone for that reason. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I don't believe in rating things for continuity's sake. Okay, fair but enough. But there's a lot of stuff in this that does not make sense to me within what I've seen so far of Star Trek. I don't know what the century is. I just know that it exists, and they have to solve this mystery. But what do they do to solve this mystery? Oh, they just shoot it with their phaser harder. Mm. Like what the tricorder? Yeah, but nice. it doesn't it doesn't make any sense like within this world that I've seen. And, you know, they have this guy that he's a hardworking miner. <laughs> he carried he carried them to this planet. He carried them to this planet. And he's the villain all of a sudden and then uh, gets entrapped in this like weird spiderweb thing. Yeah, that is weird. That like well, you I, mentioned, he is somehow the villain because he. But like in he's all just actuality, so weird drunk. That's it. He's a guy that was just working, and then like the fucking army came and was just like, "Hey, can you help us out?" And he's like, "Okay." Peace and then game. and then some little yeah, asshole like was giving him shit the entire time, and then he's like, "Well, if I gotta die on this planet with these assholes who don't like me, and he's treat a me weird like I'm a drunk jag-off. that had a bad idea. That's yeah, all that happened. That's real. He really wanted, and I'll, I'll I'll go a step further. He. He wanted to save Picard. He wasn't like yeah. he wasn't like like his idea was only slightly different from Wesley's. Bit, yeah, there was I I didn't see anything in the boy, episode that boy made, genius Wesley. Right, <laughs> I didn't All see right. anything in the episode that made it like worth him dying. Yeah, that that would make me say yeah he he deserved that. Why he deserved to die is because he wanted to save Picard quicker than Wesley yep. did. Which that yeah, was all he was. wanted yeah. to save he was Picard just like, quicker than him. That, he's like, that's it. That, that they both look, have the, the same goal. He was like, "Listen, you both are fucking wasting time. We, your, your, your captain is gonna fucking die right now. We gotta get this fucking moving. I'm gonna make something happen. You do this. I'll do this." I just, I didn't, I don't know. I didn't feel that conflict between an actual villain. Oh, definitely. And, that guy's not an actual villain. Yeah, he's not a villain. And, <laughs> no way. <laughs> and Starfleet that I think needs to exist in a, in a good episode. So, Carlos, what did you think? Okay, originally I was leaving in a holster. I found a lot of holes in this one. But I cannot ignore how well Winnegar sells this episode. <laughs> <laughs> In post, in post, I was wholeheartedly ready to be like, leave it in the holster. It's bullshit. But as we work through all the problems and come up with a bunch of answers, please I think was... of the opposite. Anytime, <laughs> if you think I sell something, think of the opposite of that. I think you sold it to me. It made sense when you explained it to me. And I will say it is a set to stun for Carlos. All right. Ram, what did you think? Keep in the holster. <laughs> Keep in the yeah, holster. Absolutely no point during this entire episode did any of the conflict make sense or was necessary or have a proper resolution. Nothing. Picard was a good actor, but Picard's always a good actor. That's not enough. 
the logic of the show has to be consistent and has to be consistent with the Star Trek world. Neither thing happened. This wasn't a good episode of Star Trek because it wasn't an episode of Star Trek. Wow. So I say keep it in the holster. Oh, all uh, right, guys. Everyone is just like was destroyed by a ROMs. Like, Damn, dude. What are you going to say to this, Pat? Yeah. Here's what I'm going to say. You all are fucking wrong. This is a set to kill episode. Jesus. I'm shooting myself. I'm not, I'm, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, this not, is a great episode. I'm not going to help you with that. <laughs> I'm sorry, but those scenes between Picard and uh, Wesley are amazing. And I know. I get it. I get it. Poke holes in the plot. It's Star Trek. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. But those scenes are are so fucking heartfelt. And it's the last time you see Wesley Crusher in this capacity. But you have to see him grow up. And after this point within the series, he's a different character. At a, at, there's one episode where he's a little shitbag again. But he's no longer this bad after this. So I watched this. I went as far as when I rewatched this again. I tweeted Will Wheaton and said to him how great he did in this episode. <laughs> That's how much I love this episode. Did he respond back? I he did not. If he would, I would change my response. <laughs> he did I, not. I would set this to kill. No. Nah. <laughs> I'd didn't. tell him to his I'd tell him to his face it was leaving the whole story. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. no. I'm sure he wouldn't care. We wouldn't no. be like He's got money, he doesn't guys. care. Yeah. <laughs> this is very much a dungeon crawly kind of thing, which Star yeah. Trek That's does what a lot. We, we were talking about when we watched it when we sh- when they showed up yeah. and there's this this crystalline entity around the fountain. We were like, this is a Dungeons and Dragons, Dragons. episode. Like, they do it a how lot. do they solve it? And they yeah. never solve it. They really? never solve, solve it. Yeah. It's not even a Dungeons well, Dragons episode. It's one room in a dungeon, and it didn't pay off. Well, he rolled really well at the end. Yeah. That's what happened. He rolled that <laughs> no, 20. No, no, yeah. and no. The DM had to no, figure it out. No, exactly. The DM <laughs> got tired of them yeah. not solving it, so he's like, fuck it, just roll for it. He rolled the nat 20, and like, oh, it's solved. Yep, that's, that's what that is what happened. I think people I had agree. to go home, and the DM just wrapped it up. That's I exactly what happened. Those scenes, like, while we were watching it together, we were all talking about some of the issues with the plot. But the, watching uh, Patrick Stewart uh, uh, perform those scenes, it, they're amazing. It's, am- it's, it's great television to watch. It's good. So, Put a again, wet cardboard box in there, and Patrick Stewart would have been just as good. No, yeah, that's true. I, I agree, but I, I do think... Uh, Will Wheaton, across, we've never seen him act that well in the series ever. But that's a low bar. I know, I know. <laughs> that's I a low bar. Yeah. But it's such saying, a low bar. We're saying in the world of Star Trek, do you need to watch this episode? I, yes, watch Will Wheaton act really well. I just for gotta. Once. I just gotta say, I'm horrible on your show because every one of you has convinced me at a certain time to go <laughs> their way. I was just like, Patrick's right, and then a Rom talks, and I'm like, No, a Rom's right. <laughs> I'm horrible at this show. <laughs> Just don't listen to that, Pat. Listen to this. No, no, I'm right. I do. We started watching this episode, and I got super giddy. I really love it. Yeah, you did. Got really excited. Yeah, I really love it. Well, Aram, is there anything you want to talk about, plug or whatever, before we get out of here? I would like to talk about our podcasting collective, Neon Rival. What's that? What is that? I am unbelievably (laughs) proud of this. Uh, After the nine days it took us to name it, I am unbelievably (laughs) proud of the fact that we have come together as friends, as fellow creators, as people who truly trust and love and work with each other on a, a level that we can smash heads together and still come with gold. Like today. Mm, absolutely. I don't know if we'll survive after this. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you, this, this show we do is a hell of a lot better than the show we watch. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. Damn. I'm offended. <laughs> is that That's it? it? I'm done. Oh, oh it's Neon about- It's Sorry. NeonRivals.com. NeonRival.com. Oh, the shit. See you there. NeonRival.com. <laughs> And God's Fall. You got to talk about God's Fall. God's yeah. Fall's on Neon Rival. Yeah, I know, but. God's Fall's God's the Fall's best like D&D a... show ever made, and you should listen. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> uh, Carlos, what about you? Uh, also, Neon Rival. Uh, check it out. We're doing a lot of cool stuff. Uh, also, check out The Dungeon Rats. Uh, that's a pretty cool show. Uh, I'm on it. Aram's on it. Um, Patrick's on it. Patrick Winninger was on a couple episodes. Yeah. On Twitch stream back Briefly. in the day. Yeah. You get referenced, dude, you get referenced a lot on the show. I cut it all out because no one would know what we're talking about. Uh, I'll come back at some point. Dude, come back. All right. Seriously. 
Um, that'd be great. Like the hardcore fans would fucking love it. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking weird, about this. <laughs> but sure. <laughs> you get reference you get reference a lot in our sessions for some reason. Like All right, someone I'll brings come it back. Up. But yeah, uh, check it out. Dungeon I just Rats. can't do it regularly. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I can't do it regularly. Kidding. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, check out Dungeon Rats. I don't know if you get, if you talk about Dungeon Rats. I on, do. On yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, all the time. Okay. We've talked about it. Yeah, you guys know what that is. I'm hilarious. Check it out. Cool, <laughs> Patrick. What about you? Uh, thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. Our what? Our Patreon is Ooh. at Patreon.com/slash/Patrick. That is where all of the episodes of this live. Also, if you give $5 a month, uh, you will be able to hear us complain about all of the different original series episodes. We recently talked about Mud's Women. Wow. A lot of problems with that episode. Yeah, man. Oof. A lot. Oof. If you thought this had some, like... Issues as far as uh, cultural relevance. It was called Muds Women. Muds yeah. Women. There's a guy named uh, Harcourt Fenton Mud, and he is trafficking some women. At one point in the episode, they do say, "You want a woman because she's good for loving, sewing, and crying. Sewing and crying. Holy shit! Why yeah. the fuck did they bring him back in the new show? Well, well I guess such he's a better well, in the new show. Yeah, but what but was the big appeal? Like, what was the big like? I can't wait to have. Mud, mud back in, yeah. This You'll guy, be able to hear us trader. complain he, about mud. Women. Yeah, it's human it, trafficking. Is the yeah. whole episode. You'll anyway. be able. You'll be able to uh, to hear us complain about that if you go to uh, patreoncom patrick and give us five bucks a month, or you can just give us money to keep the lights on. Yeah, we appreciate it. Yeah, we would definitely appreciate that. So thank you for listening. Yep. Yeah, be sure to check out everything everybody else mentioned. Uh, Neon Rival, uh, God's Fall, Dungeon Rats, our Patreon, and uh, Pat likes a tweet on Twitter because Facebook is for noobs. Oh, yeah. Find me at uh, Carlos Critz on Twitter, at Carlos Critz. Find me at Vardian because it's always available. <laughs> Don't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what's out there. Peaches. Hot sauce.